He's been seen on CNBC, the Fox News Channel, and the Fox Business Channel. His articles can be found on MarketWatch, Seeking Alpha, TheStreet.com, and many other places. He's the author of the weekly Best Stocks Now newsletter and the inventor of the Best Stocks Now app. He's president of Gunderson Capital Management. Here is professional money manager, Bill Gunderson. And welcome to today's uh, Best Stocks Now show. It is the uh, Tuesday edition. This is Bill Gunderson, president of Gunderson Capital Management. I'm here with uh, Barry Kite, our uh, resident uh, chartered financial analyst. And guess who's speaking and guess who just spoke? Fed Pal <laughs> Chairman just spoke. He's right he's before Congress, right before we, uh, right as I was logging on, and Powell tells Congress rates will likely be higher than previously anticipated. And we had uh, a little bit, we had a soft, squishy market to open, and now it's just slightly down. I'm surprised it's not down more than uh, it is. The Dow's only down 150 after those comments from Powell. Now, I haven't dissected. Barry, you'll have to dig in and say what he means by higher. Does that mean five and a half percent, five and three quarters percent? I'll tell you what I think he needs. I think it was uh, Greenspan one time. He said, "If you understand what, if you if you know what I mean, you don't understand what I'm saying." Or something. I, I guess. That term yeah. Okay. The Nasdaq's down ninety three all of a sudden. The Nasdaq was higher. Uh, the Nasdaq's down 93. It's at 11,583. Of course, the higher PE stocks are going to get hit higher, uh, more, uh, anytime there's talk of higher interest rates, uh, for longer. The S&P is down 27 points right now. That's six tenths of 1%. Now, I show the small caps are up a little bit today, which is kind of surprising. They had kind of a rough day yesterday. Crude oil is down 48 cents. 79.98. Will will higher rates for longer put us into a recession? I doubt it. I mean, we're ta- probably talking about 25 basis points here. Gold is down $18.60. That must mean the dollar is strengthening here today. Silver's down uh, 45 cents. Uh, the dollar's been strong. Remember when the euro was at parity? Now the euro is at 1.06. So it's a uh, Dollar's been really strong. The 10-year is at 3.95. Well, that's good news. I mean, it's actually down three basis points uh, so far today. And uh, Bitcoin, which has had a little bit of a rally here recently, uh, it's down $295. And Bitcoin is at uh, $22,176. All right, so welcome to today's The Best Stocks Now show uh, with professional money manager Bill Gunderson, president of Gunderson Capital Management. Well, yesterday the market was doing pretty well, and then it started thinking about what was going to take place today. Uh, Chairman Powell's going to open his mouth publicly, okay? And uh, the market does hang on every word uh, that uh, Powell speaks. And uh, he does have two days of testimony in front of Congress. And uh, the market started to sell off yesterday afternoon. The steam came, all the wind came out of the market in anticipation of today's uh, speech. And, you know, sometimes I wonder if there is leaks 
But, you know, it could just be that uh, because the market was selling off before his testimony this morning, and apparently he began his testimony today. I mean, right off the bat, he just wanted to get it out of the way. He said that rates will be a little higher for a little longer. And uh, as of right now, I don't have any details on that, what that means. If he named, did he did he say a number, Barry? You're going to check through. I, I that. haven't. Yeah, I haven't, okay. I haven't. I haven't seen a number. Of what you know? Here's what I mean. Here to me, and the 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 great Green, Greenspan quote was: "If you think you understand what I'm saying, you do not understand what I'm saying." Yeah, that was okay. what he said in the Senate one time. So, so go figure, right? Yeah, but the I think the main point is on the last dot plot, and we'll get the the most recent dot plot at this uh, Fed meeting on March 21st, 22nd, but the last dot plot, it was 5.0, you know, 5.03%, right? And so if he's saying it's going to be higher than that, well, the market's really priced in, right? That five, uh, five point, you know, five and a quarter, anywhere between five and a quarter and five and a half. So uh, in that, in my opinion, he's not really saying anything new at that particular point. No, Unless I he don't. gives us an exact number, but I don't think yeah. he's going to do that. Yeah, and and you know, I, like you know, when I when I saw that headline, I thought, oh, I bet the market's down seven eight hundred points. Well, it's down two hundred. Okay, it, that's it, it. Still hurts. It's still no fun. We were up a little bit this morning. The Nasdaq's down one sixteen. So I guess the good news is it hasn't gone down as much as I thought it would. And the yield curve's uh, inverted by ninety basis points, ninety basis way, points right now. Crazy number. But it is uh, you're you're seeing the uh, the ten year drop back a little bit to three point nine five. Okay, three point nine five. We got up to four point oh seven last week, and uh, you know we're not done with the rate hikes because inflation around the world uh, is still there. It's you know been cut in half maybe uh, the the rate uh, of uh, of inflation, but is still there. Australia raises by 25 basis point, uh, 25 basis point hike, uh, and pretty much countries around the world are still in rate hike mode. But we're going to hold to uh, two more rate hikes this month for sure, and then depending on the data, I think next month for sure. Then I think the one after that might be uh, up in the air a little bit. We'll have to see what the odds are at the end of the day now of a rate hike. And let's see, that would be March, April, May, I guess, a third rate hike, and then be done. So do we have two more 25-point hikes, uh, or do we have uh, three more uh, rate hikes uh, out there? Well, J.P. Morgan, they were uh, putting out their uh, macro uh, notes yesterday advising their investors and when J.P. Morgan talks, people listen. When Jamie Dimon talks, people listen. Jamie Dimon's biggest worries are, well, not the Fed. They were uh, China and uh, Ukraine. Uh, he's worried about uh, global uh, disruption, which we already have. And, of course, the rhetoric heated up yesterday. Uh, China has a new uh, foreign minister, I think. He used to be the ambassador to the U.S., and he was definitely, uh, uh, you know, sounding the, uh, yeah, well, you know, he was talking about just amping up. Let's say amping up the rhetoric between the U.S. and China right now, uh, which is pretty much uh, a Cold War. 
and uh, it, 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 it wasn't good. Uh, but at the same time, you know, the market uh, continues. This has been around for quite some time, uh, and things just continue to be very chilly between us and China. Now, there, uh, is it Kalanovich? Is that their guy, Kalanovich, Marco Kalanovich? I can't remember. But he's yeah, saying. Yeah, 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 not the Morgan Stanley guy. That no, Wilson. that's Wilson. Uh, J.P. Morgan says reduce exposure to stocks. Now, I, you know, I always give you all of the other macro opinions out there. J.P. Morgan's global equity team, okay, now you got to remember that, it's global team, issued a cautious outlook for the U.S. economy on Monday, advising investors to use the Q1 strength in order to reduce exposure. This came as the firm argued that Q1 is on track to be the high water mark of the 2023 trading year. Okay, well, they think that the market has seen the high, uh, which was what? Uh, the, 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 uh, the NASDAQ uh, was up about 14% at one point in time. The S&P 500 got up as high this year as about 4,200, okay? So J.P. Morgan, now remember, there's a lot of big firms that disagree with that outlook. And I would say, if anything, uh, J.P. Morgan tends to be on uh, the uh, the bearish uh, kind of perma-bear perma kind of side. Uh, our core view is that the current activity upswing helped by the falling gas prices in Europe and well, and and a, a, a forecast for a warm. I think natural gas went down eleven or twelve percent again yesterday, and by China reopening, it's unlikely to develop into a fully fledged acceleration in the, the second half of the year. Okay, so that uh, is uh, they are overweight in international markets such as the UK, the eurozone, and Japan. At the same time, they're overweight energy. Uh, so yeah, they still like the energy sector. Yeah, I've got a quote. I got a quote from Powell that's probably take us into break. That's uh, probably Uh-oh. leading the market a bit further down. Quote was suggest uh, data suggests that inflationary pressures are running higher than expected at the time of our previous federal open market committee meeting. So. Okay. Well, we're down two nineteen. The Nasdaq's down a hundred. It could be a whole lot worse. Let's look at it that way. We'll be right back. second quarter of today's best stocks now show well i would say the sell-off is mostly contained you know the dow's down 190 uh the dow was up a little bit yesterday then started selling off uh, towards the end of the day as a caution just in case uh you know powell would uh, come out a little more hawkish than uh, expected and that he did and uh the the nasdaq taking it the hardest is down about 100 points right now 
Okay, let's check in. You know, the stock, since really this, that's led the NASDAQ, surprisingly, has been Meta. Uh, the company formerly known as Facebook. Uh, and uh, Meta now is announcing an even wider layoff than before. And, of course, the market applauds that news. The market, Meta is up uh, 1% today. Meta has also gotten a lift uh, from the mentioning of uh, their AI uh, capabilities uh, that are on the way. They're not out yet, uh, but they plan to be a big player. Meta has done a golden cross. It did that about uh, three or four weeks ago. It bought clear back in October, late October, when uh, interest rates peaked. And uh, they're looking for 12% growth in earnings this year and 21% growth in earnings next year. And uh, now you've got further layoffs, and, uh, of course, they're ready to cut thousands more jobs as soon as this week. Now they're talking about, uh, uh, after laying off 11,000 in November, uh, now they're going to do another substantial round of job reduction. So there's a lot of jobs leaving uh, that uh, whole, uh, you know, the whole uh, 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 Silicon Valley area. Now, let's just look at Meta's most recent. I want to look at my five-year valuation. It, it, it's, it, it's, you know, a lot of the value obviously has been taken out of uh, the stock. Uh, I have it with just 56% upside potential over the next five years. Now, I'm sure it was a lot better than that last October and November. So I guess what I'm saying is I have a hard time with it at this level uh, unless, uh, you know, that uh, will drop to the bottom line even more. I'll have to take a look at my uh, current. You know, it's had a their growth rate is not all that great. It's like... Double, like eleven, twelve percent, something like that. Right, and they have, you know, and they have a significant amount of execution risk, right? I mean, where their growth is going to be, right, is is apparently based on the name change, right, in the metaverse at some point. But you know, there's a, of course, there's still plenty of uh, execution risk, right, involved in that. There's a lot of uh, you know costs that they're uh, you know t- t- you know R and D costs and things that they're incurring for that. Uh, so it's still, uh, you know, it's uh, it's up in the air, right? If we're all going to be uh, hanging out in the metaverse instead of, uh, you know, uh, in yeah, life, definitely. I guess, so. Now I want to just look really quickly here at uh, the growth rate, uh, the expected growth rate. That has a lot to do with the valuation, and uh, looking at the app, which is invaluable for these valuations. Yeah, you know, the, the consensus growth rate. It's kind of ridiculous, really. I mean, they show 4% over the next five years. That's the consensus of the analysts out there. And that's the earnings growth rate, correct? Yes, yeah, our bottom that, line earnings yeah. growth rate. And that incorporates, I mean, remember, you know, prior to all these layoffs, remember when, you know, when they were changing their name to Meta, I mean, you know, he made, I think they, they said they were going to make, you know, some kind of, I want to say it was like $15 billion worth of investment each year for so many years. My guess is, right, that's coming off of uh, at least those earnings expectations going forward. So um, that's part of, you know, to me, that's part of that uh, uh, that execution risk because they're making a huge investment in something that 
you know, hasn't, uh, you know, short of roadblocks and, uh, you know, my uh, my <laughs> 10-year-old and 8-year-old, right, there's not, uh, I, don't, I don't know many people in the metaverse at the moment. Doesn't mean doesn't mean it's not happening. But Yeah, I well, I don't know I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm using 10% growth. I think that, to me, is a much more likely scenario. Okay, 11.59 in earnings, uh, multi, uh, you know, extrapolate that out over the next five years, a 10% growth. And a multiple in the high teens, and I only can come up with 56% upside potential, which knocks it out of the box for me. I can't, uh, is, I can't consider a stock uh, that only has, I want 80% or more. Okay, Meta. But you know what? you got to hand it to him. I mean, he has turned uh, the thing around. The two most surprising stocks of the last several months have been Meta and GE. Okay, you never know uh, where winners are going to come from. Natural gas stocks, this was yesterday, uh, sink uh, as the commodity, natural gas, fell 14% on a warmer U.S. forecast. Well, I mean, here we are the first week of March. And all the azaleas that are out at our house. Uh, the sure, azale- uh, we're, they're in yeah, your neighborhood, too. Yeah, we're two months early, like a month and a <laughs> Uh, along with the azaleas come the pollen, and I, you know, I've asked locals that have lived around here forever. I said, "Is the pollen out a little bit earlier this year?" Oh yeah, like uh, two like two months early, yeah, earlier. way early. Yeah. Exactly. So if you own a natural gas stock and you noticed a lot of pollen in uh, February. You know that's not good for natural gas prices. Yeah, we've got a lemon tree. We got a lemon tree f- flowering outside. Oh, oh my <laughs> like, my really? my citrus trees are just blossoms all over the place. Right. It's nuts. So okay, so there it is. It's it's the orange tree indicator for natural gas. Total Energies and Exxon fuel deliveries and refining operations disrupted by French strikes. Are the French ever not on strike? It seems like there's always some segment of the french economy sometimes sometimes it's just called a work stoppage uh, (laughs) you know a nice day for uh some uh, bread and cheese and wine and grapes and yeah so anyways yes they do have a lot of uh strikes over there the labor unions uh but uh so you've got a couple there now what are the most shorted stocks in the market this shouldn't surprise you. Bed Bath and Beyond, will it survive? Carvana, <laughs> that was one of the weirdest stocks of all time. You know, it was one of the hottest stocks back in 2020, uh, and now it's like a four or five dollar stock. Silvergate Capital, which was the bank, it was the it was the digital coin bank, the Bitcoin bank. Uh, WeWork. Which uh, that was the uh, you know the the combined offices, communal offices, and the last one is Upstart. Those are the most shorted stocks. It used to be Tesla. Tesla used to always be up there, very high in the list. Rivian announces a 1.3 billion green convertible note offering. Now, would you buy this? Would you would you loan Rivian money? No, no, I think you know the answer to that one. It's yes. going to be dilutive for the folks who already own this. Yeah, stock, because so. it's uh, it converts to stock at some point in time. So that just shows you the uphill battle uh, that Rivian uh, Rivian has. 
Okay, more AI news when we come back. This is Bill Gunderson. Thank you for tuning in to today's Best Stocks Now, Best Inverse Funds Now show. I put several hours of research in during the wee hours of the morning each day to bring you the very best cutting-edge stories that I can. To get two free weeks of my newsletter, go to GundersonCapital.com. To talk to us about our fee-based only money management services, call us at 855-611-BEST. Now, back to the second half of the show. Welcome back here to the uh, second half of the uh, Best Stocks Now show. Uh, you know, the market is showing some amazing resilience here. Uh, the NASDAQ is now just down 24 and uh, heading in the direction of, uh, you know, being even and maybe even going positive once again after that announcement by Powell this morning. The Dow is down just 110. So I think Barry's right. It had already priced in, the market had already priced in what he said this morning. It's funny how, you know, it's like this is new news. That There's so many shoot-from-the-hip kind of reactions in the market on a daily basis. You know, we've, put, we've, we've stayed pretty steady since last uh, December uh, with our prediction, and we've never really seen anything that's moved us off of that prediction. But every time words are said, the initial uh, reaction is sell. What do you do? You run to the phone and sell everything? You go online? Or is it the computers? Well, is and it's it... like you have to do something. You know, it's yes. like, why? I mean, you know, and I heard I was listening to some comments this morning and, you know, just talking about historically, right? What, you know, what comes from these, you know, testimonies in front of Congress? And it was, you know, essentially they were like, you know, it makes you feel like you have to put out a note. But in reality, right, a lot of times, uh, you know, really it doesn't change the narrative at all. And no. so, um, you know, there's a there's obviously a news component and an eyeball component that uh, and a ratings component. But, you know, sometimes news comes out and it really has no impact. Right. No. It's like uh, it does yeah. initially. And then cooler heads prevail, right? <laughs> yeah, it's I like mean, I remember when my dad would come home, and you know, you remember every nightly news, right? First oh, thing yeah. that would usually pop up, right, is the Dow and the S and P, and it'd be, you know, I'd see it'd be a kid, and you know, it's down or up, and be like, hey, why is the market down today? And it's like, you know, he's like, some days there's just more, there's more buyers than sellers, yeah. more sellers than buyers, yeah, and that's exactly. really it. There's no, there's no real reason, right? Yeah, so. and yet, you know, when I look back, when I got into the business, the Dow was at about three thousand, and now it's thirty. 33,000, so, uh, and yet a lot of daily uh, moves, gyrations along the way. Okay, now, AI is in the new. Everybody's now trying to get their company somehow associated with AI because that raises your multiple. Now it's Salesforce shares rise in pre-market trading as Mark Benioff uh, the CEO said it would integrate generative artificial intelligence into every facet of the company. So, you know, Salesforce is a member of the Dow, and you're getting more and more companies. I mean, Meta recently said that they're going to be a force in artificial intelligence. 
Uh, you've got little ones like AI, which got the symbol AI. That always helps. Uh, you've got uh, Microsoft with their relationship with ChatGPT. You've got Google with an initial flop out of the gate. But I'm sure they'll get that straightened out. They'll be a big player in AI. And now you've got Salesforce saying that they're going to incorporate AI into everything. Now, okay, there's a downside to all of this. Uh, have you ever had? Have you ever gone on a chat room with a bot, like to get technical support? Uh, oh, it's yeah, ridiculous. Not, I'm not. I don't. I don't want to name the companies, but yeah. But it, uh, put it this way: they they provide. Uh, they usually provide cable or internet. And, and, yes, you know, and it's and, like, how do you, you? And the AI's as dumb as the dumbest person that they could have working there usually. So yeah, I'd, I'd rather uh, stay on hold for forty minutes and oh actually talk gosh. to someone eventually, oh. maybe. Well, Goldman Sachs is warming up to Amazon. Okay, I look at Amazon every day. You know, I don't currently currently own it. Uh, we don't currently own it. It has a relative strength of nineteen. Uh, which, you know, hey, that's near the bottom of the heap there. Uh, on a scale of 1 to 99, you've only got a 19 uh, relative strength. The valuation for me is a little dicey. Uh, let me see where my current, uh, I, I, you know, I think it has the potential to double again. It's, it's, it's not a trillion. It's $950 billion. Uh, but you've got a you've got an award at a pretty high multiple, and they've got to meet those earnings estimates that are out there. And uh, the growth rate now for Amazon, I'm just going to look up the consensus five year growth. Uh, that's a very important number because it's a big part of the uh, valuation equation. Uh, yeah, you know, it's about 15, 12, somewhere in there. It, it's not the growth engine that it once was. Let's see what I'm using here uh, to get my current valuation. The problem with Amazon really is there's not a lot of interest in the stock right now. I'm using 20. Uh, I'm using 20 as a growth rate, uh, which is, you know, on the more optimistic side. But let's just suffice it to say Goldman Sachs, weren't they the ones that just discovered Apple? Yeah, $199 price target. Yeah, they've never liked Apple. (laughs) I don't think they've followed them. I don't think they've. They must have a new guy in a in a decade. They must have done a lot of investment they, banking work with them. They I don't must know. have hired a new guy over there because now they're finding that Amazon. They just discovered Amazon, uh, and they like Amazon. Okay, Walmart secret weapon for the world's largest retailer. Now this I can't agree with this. This Walmart Plus, the subscription to Walmart. Are you dying to have a subscription to Walmart? Walmart's uh, subscription business now has 18 million members. Uh, you know, my problem with Walmart is the growth rate. Uh, the growth rate right now, uh, according to the beststocksnowapp.com, is single digits. It's 3.7% over the next five years. I'm using 5%. And uh, you're just not going to get a glamour multiple. Uh, you're going to get a multiple, you know, well, for a, for a retailer, and because of its dominant position, it trades at about 20 times earnings or a little over that. Uh, I get upside potential on Walmart of uh, 32%. That's not very good. <laughs> it's hard to squeeze any value there. 
And I don't think having this subscription business is going to, they've had it for a long time, it's not going to move the needle uh, at all. Yeah, 36% is my upside potential over the next five years. So I don't own Walmart. I mean, how, how are you going to justify? There's only three, three ways. Walmart can all of a sudden become a 10% grower instead of a 4% grower. I don't see that happening. Walmart can all of a sudden have, instead of making $6.78 next year, which is the consent, it could go up to 8 or $9 all of a sudden. They find some kind of way to boost the profit margin. Or three, uh, it has to trade at a multiple much higher than where it has traded historically, which is about 20, 18 to 22, somewhere in that area. I don't see any three of those things having a big possibility of happening, Barry. The 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 valuation is critical. I mean, it helps you say, eh, or you know what? I need to take a second look here because there is the potential for this thing to do. I just don't see that in Walmart. So anyway, somebody's got to write an article about it, and so they did. Someone's got. It's probably the <laughs> Somebody, most. Yeah, it's somebody's probably covering it. <laughs> the most owned stock. I talked to somebody over the weekend. Uh, <laughs> I used to tell this story all the time. And they said, oh, I'm with Morgan Stanley. Are they any good? Uh, you know, look, I'm not going to say anything. But I said, I'll bet if you look at your statement, you own Cisco, you own IBM, you own Walmart, you own, uh, you know, all these big giant companies that are just barely crawling along. They own them because Coca-Cola, you know, things like that. They own those stocks because they're name brands. People aren't going to question it. But, you know, none of these stocks have potential, very much potential for growth uh, anymore. They, their best days are behind them. Yeah, they're not going to excite you, but they're not going to make you mad. So, in other words, you just you know, winger along and, you know. Yeah, I mean, you own them. And you get a little dividend once in a while. They don't go up too much. They don't go down too much. Why even be in the market if that's what you're going to settle for is what I say. Okay, now here's a couple I do like that Goldman is. They're restarting coverage on Juniper and Arista Networks. Okay, those are two very good stocks. They're kind of where Cisco was back uh, 20 years ago. These are still growers up around the 15 to 25% area. Uh, Juniper Networks, uh, yeah, Juniper's maybe a 15 to 20% growth stock with uh, upside potential of 100% over the next five years. It's a $10 billion company. And then Arista is a very fast-growing networking company. It's been growing by 18%. Uh, and lately it's been growing by 30 to 40% their quarters. Uh, this is one that I also have, about 110% as a top pick right now, Arista Networks. Now, that's a lot more exciting to me uh, than Walmart uh, and some of these other very slow-growth stocks. Okay, what's moving today? The market's moving. Uh, what's moving within the market? We'll be right back.
And welcome back here to uh, the uh, second uh, or the final segment of today's Best Stocks Now show. Well, the market, the NASDAQ almost went positive. Now it's turned around again. It's down 67, uh, and the, uh, the Dow is down 213 right now. As I look inside the indexes, uh, there's uh, four stocks that are up. At the Dow, Nike up a little bit, Salesforce up a little on their uh, AI uh, news, McDonald's up a little bit, Boeing up a little bit. Boeing's had a good year. Uh, on the downside, this was kind of an interesting story, Walgreens Boots Alliance, uh, Governor Newsom oh, out in California says, we're done. We're done with Walgreens Boots Alliance in California. I don't know what that means, do you? He can't close their stores. Uh, you know, maybe they're going to make it hard for them to build new stores. Why? It's over an abortion pill. Uh, Walgreens Boots Alliance is not going to make the pill available uh, to their uh, customers, and uh, Newsom uh, is uh, after them. Okay. Uh, let's see what else we got. Uh, J.P. Morgan down 1.4% uh, on the down. Now, and the S&P 500, the big winner, <clears throat> is S.E. We used to own S.E., C Limited. C Limited is kind of the Amazon, I would say, of Singapore. Uh, it's a $39 billion company. Uh, and I've watched, uh, it's done really well recently, and Mercado Libre has also done very well, which is the Amazon of South America. Uh, Mercado Libre is M-E-L-I. C-Limited reported their uh, quarter, and their sales uh, were up 17%. Uh, they're still not, they're hoping to finally be profitable this year. C Limited, S-E, is up 14.3% here today so far. And the other winner on the S&P 500 is Meta. Meta was up 1.7% here. And then the airlines are doing well. I'm not sure. Maybe fuel prices have fallen. UAL is actually breaking out today. Uh, and AAL, American Airlines, is uh, pretty healthy. It's up 1.9% today. I think airline business is uh, pretty brisk right now. Now, at the NASDAQ, <clears throat> the leader in the NASDAQ is Dish Networks. Okay, yeah, no, that's a terrible-looking chart. <laughs> Horrible. They have 10.7 million subscribers. I don't know many people that are on DISH anymore. And then the airline stocks are doing well at the NASDAQ. And also NVIDIA <coughs> is up about 1%. And AMD is up about 1%. Uh, two very strong stocks uh, considering uh, the market today. Hershey's is going to offer plant-based candy bars. Plant-based candy. What would? Well, I guess the milk, huh? That would instead of milk yeah, chocolate. I was, I was thinking it's going, cocoa was a plant anyway, but uh, yeah, you know. no, it would have to be. I guess they're going to use <laughs> almond milk. I doubt okay. that you could notice the change in the flavor much. I don't know if they use any animal fats like butter. That could be another thing. But anyways, plant-based Hershey coming up. 
plant-based vegan Reese's. Just in time for Halloween or not for uh, Easter. Did you see the Baker Hughes story? It's a kind of an interesting no. one. Um, they're uh, teaming up with uh, HIF Global. I'm not exactly sure who they are, but they're going to uh, actually uh, doing some direct air carbon capture. And uh, the plan is to turn it into what they call an e-fuel that essentially would. Uh, uh, they're taking hydrogen out of the air. They're taking. Uh, uh, I think some carbon out of the air, put them back together, and now you got a hydrocarbon, and then uh, they can uh, power a uh, combustible engine with it. So it'll be pretty, mm. pretty interesting. We keep, you know, this one thing yes. about these I like fossil Baker fuel companies. Yeah, and that's one of these fossil fuel companies, right, or predominantly fossil fuel company that are beginning to, you know, they've obviously got to uh, evolve right into uh, into another business at least over over some period of time. Yeah, the carbon capture thing. You know, I saw another story, too, thinking on that same subject. It was uh, who was warning about the lack of pipelines. It was uh, it was our friend that... Uh, probably had to do with the transportation. It probably had to do no. with the rail system. I remember you were talking about the rail system. LNG. It yeah. was LNG. Okay. He says it's shocking that the U.S., he's warning about the underinvestment in pipelines in America. Well, look at the jam that Europe got themselves in, which I don't that was just really not very smart depending upon uh Putin's pipeline. But we're not building pipelines and you had that big, you know, the railroads weren't really meant to carry uh oil. So anyways, that came from uh LNG's CEO yesterday. Now, the biggest winners overall, WW. I can remember when it was one of the hottest stocks around. That's Weight Watchers. Now they call it WW International. Believe it or not, this stock was once $105. Of course, uh, Oprah Winfrey uh, was the spokesperson for Weight Watchers. And uh, now Weight Watchers has got down clear to $3.28. But... There's some kind of new drug out there uh, for obesity. And, you know, there's been other drugs that have come along over time uh, for that. And uh, Weight Watchers stock is up 42% uh, because they are going to make it easier for their people, their Weight Watcher people, to get this obesity drug. You'll have to look into it a little bit more. I'm not quite sure what the drug is. But uh, that's got Weight Watchers stock. And then there's a little biotech, VRAX, which is up 110% today. All right. Well, you know, uh, <clears throat> the we still stand by our predictions, our target prices, our interest rate uh, predictions, our Fed predictions, which we update every week in the newsletter. Uh, I did a little more buying yesterday. Uh, you can uh, get our two-week trial to the newsletter that I put out every weekend at GundersonCapital.com. It has the updated target price for the S&P 500. You probably know we were pretty bearish last year because we knew interest rates were going to uh, be going up considerably, and now that seems to be uh, towards the end of the line here, and we're starting to see beyond those interest rate hikes. If you'd like to talk to us, what does that mean for your portfolio? You can reach us at 855-611-BEST. 855-611-BEST. Have a great day, everybody.
This show is not a solicitation to buy or sell any securities. Bill Gunderson or clients of Gunderson Capital Management may have long or short positions in stocks mentioned during the show. Gunderson Capital Management is a fee-based registered investment advisory firm. All accounts are held at Ameritrade. Ameritrade is a member of SIPC and FINRA.